Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to the Everything Prem Pod episode 11, coming at you August 9th, 2022. How you doing, Nick? Once. Once. Episode 11, getting off to a hot start. Let's go. This, Love the, it. I'm doing great. I'm chilling, Drogba, man. Didi Drogba episode. Ooh. Maybe we Over. could do... Nah, nah. Timo Werner. Timo Werner. Oh, yeah. Going back to his, uh, his favorite club, like a lot of so your strikers. Say, you know, I actually want to speak on that real quick. I'd like to just say thank you to Timo for all that he did for the club. Won the Champions League. Didn't score a lot of goals. There's a stat that he only scored, I think, five goals at Stamford Bridge. God damn. <clears throat> he only scored two goals in the Premier League at Stamford Bridge in front of fans. <laughs> in front of fans. That's a oh crazy stat. Oh my god, that is a wild stat. Yeah, man's just like fucking putting permanent damage on the roof, though, hitting the, hitting the yeah. floodlights almost every game. <laughs> yeah, you know, but he had a smile on his face every day that he came and played, even though, you know, he probably suffered like insane abuse. So, hats no, off but that's me. true. That's true. Where it's like, People, people are going to have so much smoke for him, and like me included, because it's like you can't just say that Timo Werner is such a significant part of Chelsea winning a title like the Champions League. Like You don't put Timo Werner as like one of the top persons. But at the same time, you got to have some respect for this dude, right? It's similar to like Torres, man. It's like, man's won the UCL, so like I can't say anything because we haven't won anything. Yeah, and he played like he did play a pretty pretty big role. Like he scored in the game against Real Madrid. Like um, he scored against Juventus. Like mm-hmm. um, like he, he was he was really important in that. Like he's he was incredibly important in like stretching the back line of every team we play. So like, and we got some money back on him. Like I, I probably would have. You liked guys to got see... money back on him? No, 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 no. I'm just saying that oh. like, we like we're able to get like we got like 25 million, and then um, with add-ons. So like it's not it's like it, obviously like we lose like 20 million, but like it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wait, we'll <clears> save <throat> it. We'll save it because I got a lot to talk about for Chelsea coming up here, but. Regardless, let's get into the first game, man. Arsenal versus Crystal Palace. Um, I think it was like how everybody predicted it was going to be in the sense that like Arsenal were going to beat Palace. Um, But like I know I mentioned it last time, like Palace were going to give them a little bit of a run for their money. Like I know that you like said that you watched the game, Owen. Mm-hmm. I was not convinced by Arsenal. I thought that they <clears> came out absolutely guns blazing at the beginning of the game. But then they were defending the whole like second half, especially towards maybe not the whole second half, but especially towards like that last 25, 30 minutes of the game. It was like they were on the back foot, man. Like they it, Jesus looked really good. Um, as per usual, I mean, I guess he didn't really like do too much, but I think he was stretching the lines. Um, but it was not a convincing win by any means. Um, I mean, I don't want to be that guy to like look at the stats or any stuff like that, but it's like, I mean, Arsenal had less of the ball. Like, you know what I mean? They didn't even have more possession than Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the same amount there. I remember seeing that they had two shots on target, two goals. 
Um, I know one of them was an own goal, but still, it's like it for me. It wasn't very convincing whatsoever. Um, but hey, a, a win at the end of the day for sure. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I thought Jesus did like pretty well. Like I thought he had like he had one insane run, like which just kind of showed that he has that ability to mm-hmm. kind of like um, like carve his way through a team and like really change a game. Dude, I I really like the team. Like, I really like Odegaard, Martinelli. Um, I think like the one thing is that they're not really, since they're so young, and they're not too, like, game proven. I think that they're not used to like shutting up shop and like, cause like the big teams will just kind of like suffocate you for the entire game after they've gone up. Whereas like I feel like Arsenal would maybe sit back and then. That's like kind of when they like um, have that like tendency to like bring on pressure and then bottle it. Yeah, literally. No, I mean, hey, I was saying it last week. I got this from uh, from my boy Rance, my boy Bance Rance over from the uh, the Oozing podcast that I'll listen to every week. I mean, or I think it was maybe Expressions who said it, but he said, you know, you know, KSI is an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Who's like KSI, you know, he's advertising like the, the prime bottled water, you know, just in time after they bottled the Champions League last year. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's just like they don't have any elite established players like they, they just like don't besides Sokka. But like he's so young that you can't call him established. So it'll be very interesting to see how they perform over the course of an entire season. Like you look at someone like Odegaard, he's just went from every club because, uh, I mean, he's a good player, but he's never found his feet yet. Like at Arsenal, it seems like he's starting to do that, like being the captain of the team. But it'll be interesting to see what happens if it, when it pans out over the, the course of the entire season, right? Um, like even look at Jesus, right? There's a reason he wasn't starting in that Man City side when they literally had no other strikers. Um, so it should be interesting for sure. But um, at the end of the day, they did get the result, which was great. I mean, Palace, like, dude, what about Eze missing a sitter? Like, I mean, that's the other thing, too. They're they're kind of the same where it's like, you know, they get some flashy players, but sometimes they just cannot finish. Yeah. No, I, feel, I don't know. I'm, I'm heavy on Arsenal, invested in Arsenal stock. Um, let's move on to Saturday. Um, <clears throat> dude, Liverpool Fulham. Like, I literally started drinking, <laughs> I literally started drinking at 7.30 in the morning. Shout out, like, Jenny. Oh, yeah. Um, and did you guys watch all the games down there? Or were you... Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was dumb fun. But, um, dude, it was insane. Mitrovic absolutely sunned um, Alexander-Arnold. Like, mm-hmm. literally put him in, like, a different dimension. Like, that was, like, one of the most satisfying goals I've ever watched in my entire life. Reese James could never. Reese James could never. Oh, not, no. Not, not, not my right back. Oh, no. A hundred percent. And, it, like, I've said this for so long. Like, Reese James is such a better, like, outside back than Trent. It, like, yeah. Trent is – I said at the last podcast, like, um, like, his shot and stuff like that. Different gravy. Amazing player. Yeah, and he also is one of those players where when I say he's amazing and stuff, I'm talking fantasy, man. 
Like, there's a reason this dude does not get into the England side. Like, he does, like, you can talk all you want about Gareth Southgate and how much of an idiot he is. I agree. But there's a reason why this man does not start whatsoever for England. Um, man, he was getting believed. I mean, he looked like a running pack of backwoods on the outside, man. And Mitrovic was smoking, dude. I was completely wrong based off of what I said. Again, we'll see how it goes over the course of the season. But I thought Mitrovic was going to be quiet just because, like, he had such a big season last season. I mean, can he carry it over to the Prem? He hasn't done it in years past, so... I was rooting against him, but my goodness, dude, what a gigantic result for Fulham. I mean, like, that's a game where they pencil that in like a loss. You know what I mean? And to come away with a point is giant. Um, You look at their schedule. Yeah, and dude, you look at their schedule next. They have Wolves, which is just a dead club. (laughs) Like, I I hate Wolves. Yeah. Never watching a Wolves game, dude. It's so boring. But, yeah, like, with that, it's just like, I mean, that could be three points. You know what I mean? Yeah, your mic is wilding. Oh, it is? Is it still? (laughs) No, you're chilling now. Apologies if that, if people just got, like, ear. I don't know. I can't say that in our podcast. But. Whoa. Um, yeah, I just like I twisted that the cord. But um yeah, what I was gonna say is just in general, like I hate when people put the newly promoted teams in the relegation zone for their next year predictions. It's just like all right, like cool. Like like, like <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't go over the relegation last right, podcast. But it's like people will just be like, oh, yeah, Forest, Fulham, and Bournemouth. It's just like, all right, like those are all the teams that just came up. Like You don't think any other team's going to get relegated? Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, big result from Fulham. They looked really good, man. They did Dude, not back good. down. They went toe-to-toe, did not defend, went at them the whole game. I mean, it was great to watch. Liverpool do look good. Like, Darwin Nunez is, is fucking sick. He is very good, which is very concerning. But uh, <laughs> no, dude, he he looked so good, dude. He had like three opportunities where like he's like in on that, like ready for a tap in, like, and it's game two. Like, yeah, I mean, he, I guess he's getting opportunities. There's no doubt he's going to get opportunities from Liverpool. But like, it, I mean, you know, I, I'm not convinced with him whatsoever. I, I think he is going to be a good ad. Again, he's probably going to be one of those good fantasy players, but I don't rate him. Honestly, I really don't. No, I think he's he's nice. He's nice. All right. Um, moving on. What game? Oh, Bournemouth 2 nothing to Aston Villa. Kind of surprised me. I, this I, was I like... a tough one for me. <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. And this How was very much? tough. Did you put, like, 50 bones? Yeah, I put a burger. I put a burger burger on Villa. Yeah, I mean, mean, dude, I'm down. I'm down if we're talking, like, 20s. Like, you know, I know tickets immediately, but I'm down two tickets right now. I mean, two hundo down the drain. Um, Bookie laughing to the bank. Bookie laughing to the bank. And I see him often. I see him often. Won't be disclosed, of course, but... Laughing to the absolute bank. Um, he had a little I'm down bad. I mean, I like I I really don't know what to do right now. I mean, I'm 
the bets are bad. What's even worse is so many people ride on it, right? You know, so like I got my barber pissed off at me, like anywhere from the barber to like coworker. I mean, there's a lot of people who are mad right now. Um, and it's yeah, one of those things where it's like, hey, I'm, I'm not. It's yeah, it, exactly. It's like my reputation is on the line. I put out these weekly parlays and it's just like, dude, you know, hey, here's a quick way to lose 50 bucks. Right. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, hey, if you if you want to get rid of it, you want to offload 50, put it in here. Um, but that's not going to stop us. We're going to come back with another one next week. And uh, I'm calm. I'm calm. I guess I'm somewhat calm. But <laughs> Bournemouth looks great. Acevilla yeah, looked terrible. Did. Yeah, some people are so fucked. Steven Gerrard mm-hmm. is such a bad manager. Oh, yeah, dude. Man's like Slippy G. Slippy G. Zero big chances. Yeah, exactly. Premier League legend whopping zero Premier League's one. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. Um, Newcastle versus Forest 2-0. Yeah, dude. Invest in... Uh... Where is this, John? There's Newcastle, right? Newcastle 2? Yes, Newcastle 2 yeah. and then Nottingham Forest nil. Yeah, dude, Calum Wilson, look, he looks nice. Uh, maybe should have looked at him or in fantasy. Shout out mm-hmm. Lofty. I think Lofty took it, picked him up in our fantasy. Dude, that Fabian Schargel was insane. I know, dude. Absolute nipski. Uh, not even Forest. Like I feel like, like you expect them. I don't know if you're expecting them to lose two nothing to. Maybe you are expecting them to lose two nothing to Newcastle their first game, but they gotta get points against those types of teams. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, that dude Char for whatever reason just pops up. Like, I don't know. It's like Dad had him in fantasy. It's like, what? Really? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? Shout out, shout and, out Sonic Den. Yeah, shout out, um, what is it? Um, the Hackers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, crazy. It's like, that guy is really good. Honestly, I, I always forget about him, but he does pop up a lot for fantasy, which is funny. Yeah, facts. Facts are Ruskies. What's the next um, thing? The next one is Tottenham versus Southampton. Oh, gimme, gimme, gimme a ginger from Sweden. He came from Juventus and he plays on the wing. Gimme, gimme, gimme a ginger from Sweden. Number 21, his name is Kulusevsky. Kulu, bro. Kulu. Oh, my. Dude, where are the Luis Diaz fans at? Where are they at, dude? Because I have not heard them in a long time. I mean, everybody had so much smoke. Luis Diaz, Martinelli, all these guys, they can't even touch Kulu, bro. They're not even close. I said it for I said it last game or last podcast. I knew that this was gonna happen, bro. He is so fucking nasty. Like you yeah, look at him play, nice. there's there's no weakness to his game whatsoever. There's no downside. He's a right-sided winger with a, a left foot. He's got an absolute wand, bro. For whatever reason, defenders will always cover. 
the left side like well right like if you play on like the left wing and you're like switching in to shoot on your right foot everyone knows no one expects the left hand shot (laughs) um he looked amazing you want to know the best part about that dub no richie dude no richie no seven of our new signings all seven of our new signings didn't play so we literally had yeah literally like of all the people that we've signed no one played now are all seven of those people like going to get right into the team like no like that includes like forrester right like as a backup keeper but my point is like if you really want to put it on a certain amount of people let's just say like four or something right like Jed Spence, Richarlison, Basuma, um, and then like Perisic, right? Like those are probably like four people. Richie won't start though, right? No, but you get what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. where it's like the like he was our second highest like record signing. Like he's definitely gonna get get minutes and get game time. Yeah, um, I gotcha. But yeah, like so for for that, dude, it was like one of those things where it was just like wild um i mean to have no one like even start who like we bought and spent so much money on is awesome um the other thing too which is very significant is four goals and none of them came from sun or kane um like dude the the team is just a, a different level like it really is like the sky's the limit i'm so excited because the fitness level is just it's bar none. Like when you get Conte whipping these guys into shape, man. Like they're they're one of the most fit teams. Like they they we went down one nil at the beginning, but it was just like we cakewalked at the end. Like it was just like twentieth minute, thirtieth minute, sixtieth minute goals. Like we played well to the last whistle. I mean, we could have put seven past them. Yeah, facts. It looked nice, and uh, I like how you're saying like Kane and Son both didn't score. They put four past them. All right. And then yeah. moving on to the Everton-Chelsea game. Dude, Chelsea pretty quiet, dude. Um, although they are, like, getting used to all their signings. Um, like Raheem Sterling, kind of quiet. Although he did look pretty nice. Um, Kai Havertz, really quiet. Like, mm-hmm. um, Mason Mount, they kind of clamped up too. But, like, the Chelsea defense and... Especially Golo Conte just clamped, like absolutely mm-hmm. clamped the shit out of them. Um, Wobi did play pretty well. I think they played him like through like the middle of the park. Um, but like, yeah, like I thought Chelsea like still have like a couple of gears to like shift up into, which I think is exciting and mm-hmm. like probably like bringing in like one to two more signings. So I guess we'll see. Like we're definitely bringing in like an attacker now that we've lost Timo. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, that's what's wild to me is that Chelsea are spending so much money and they don't have like a starting forward. Um, because it's like Chelsea, the problem has never been their defense. It's always just been their offense. Like even last year, like, and like even with offense, it's more so just like scoring goals and like a center forward. So yeah, it's um, it's just surprising that they haven't splashed on like a good like center forward who's going to net them goals. Yeah, facts. They, I'm excited to see Kukurea play. Like, um, but like it, it will be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, hey, we we cannot skip over this too fast. Chelsea looked absolutely terrible. 
Um, no, they didn't, bro. Dude, they scored one goal and it was a penalty. I mean, like, in terms of chances, they, they really did not have that many significant chances when I was watching it. Everton are just awful, dude. Like, and you look at the Everton <laughs> team, too. Bro, we want to talk about how you guys don't have a striker. Bro, they were playing no one at striker for Everton. I think that guy, Anthony Gordon, was their striker. Um, and then Delhi Alley came on as their stri- their forward towards the end. Um, yeah, Calvin like that was very, that was very unconvincing. Um, I don't know. I I feel like that to me is just makes it ridiculous why you think Chelsea are going to finish above Tottenham this year. Does your does your opinion change after the the first game week? No, dude, one hundred percent. Okay, I do. I do Tuchel. respect that it doesn't change already, but still. Tuchel and like our incoming signings of probably Fafana, maybe De Jong, and like an attacker, like the team will be like insane. And it mm-hmm. has even like began to like gel. You know what I mean? Like team like like it, the Tottenham team is good because you have chemistry between Son and Kane and Kulisevsky. All these players are playing together for like basically the first time. Like for mm-hmm. Chelsea. Like it's like a brand new team, like so. Yeah, it's gonna take a little bit of time, and also like the t- like they're transitioning to like new positions. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they d- I do agree with you. They did not look good for the first game. Yeah, I mean, like whatever way you want to phrase it, like they they looked shocking the first game. I mean, I know you mentioned that there's some new players in there, but like realistically, besides like Koulibaly, like who's like who's new, like. Sterling, Sterling, I guess. Yeah. Like that's two new players. Like everybody else has been with the side. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it, Kukurea is huge to get. Like he's a baller, but for sixty mil, dude. Oh my goodness. I don't know about that. That's, that's wild. Um, but I mean, dude, Brighton always do good business. Like. It's wild. It's like the fact, like Ben White, now Kukurea, Basuma, like they're walking away with bags. Yeah. But yeah, it should be interesting to see what happens next week against Tottenham, man. My goodness, at the bridge. Should we put on like a bet? What should we do as like a bet, like a forfeit between us? Like the loser Um, has to do something. What should we do? I don't know, man. Um... Something like mad funny. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, and we can post it, like even to the to the story. But yeah, I'm gonna be home for that. So if that makes any anything more exciting, I will be home. Oh, a, a red ass or something like that. A red ass, like one free. Funny. Yeah, okay, yeah, we will do that. One free, like very, like it, it has we'll, to be we'll, a good we'll, red we'll, ass. We'll post it on the on the, on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for anyone who's like listening right now, who's like, all right, dude, pause. What is a red ass? A red ass is basically when you bend over and someone takes the ball from like basically a penalty position. And just nails it as hard as they can at you. Like it could bounce <laughs> off the wall and hit your head. Like it could hit your legs. Like obviously you're aiming for the ass, but it's like you're hitting that thing as hard as you can. <laughs> yeah. Facts. All right, let's run through these like Sunday games pretty quick, and then we'll go through the next week. Okay, Le- quickly Le- to Leeds. Leeds versus Wolves. Just skip oh, that. Yeah. Like 
Skip it, yeah. Leeds, Leeds, okay, Patrick Bamford, look out for him. Wolves are just the most annoying and boring team ever to watch. Leicester, Brentford, I feel like Leicester kind of mids this season. Mm-hmm. Um, like, especially they're going to lose either James Madison or Fafana or both. So, like, I feel like they're going to be fucking awful this season. Especially Vardy, he's always good, but, like, he, like he's pretty old now. Although mm-hmm. they have DACA, too. Like, but and yeah. then Brentford, like, Brentford are just like Brentford. I couldn't really give a shit about Brentford. Yeah, 100%. Um. I mean, like, Leicester looked, uh, they looked good. Um, like, at the beginning of the match, like, they were playing really well. Um, like, Yuri Tielemans had an absolute nip, and it hit, like, the like the outside crossbar from probably, like, 25 yards out. Um, so he was he was doing well. Um, Madison looked a little bit bad. I can't even lie. He, he looked pretty, pretty bad, like, wasn't that clinical with the passing. Was just getting ran all over the pitch. Um, and Brentford looked great. I mean, resilient. They came from 2-0 down. So um, definitely a team I feel like anyone can get behind. Now on to the, the cherry on top of the weekend. Who would have thought? May United choking. Oh, Eric, my er, er, Eric Ten Hairs uh, yeah. introducing yeah. himself with Ericsson as his striker. Or even like Rashford, like fucking like either of those guys cannot play striker. Like Danny Welbeck was the best striker on the field, and that and yeah. that is really embarrassing for Man United. Um, mm-hmm. They they are so fucking bad. Martinez, that what they spent fifty million on him. The dude's like five foot two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like Fred and McTominay <laughs> are so fucking bad, dude. And I saw something someone posted like a a stat of Rabio that they're like linked with and mm-hmm. he's like worse. His stats are worse than McTominay's dude. He like May United is in shambles right now, dude, especially with Ronaldo, like trying to leave basically like begging, it's wild. begging. It's wild. You know, the worst, the worst part about all this is two things. It's a hundred percent, the ownership, but also dude, it's kind of like the fans too. Like, the fans deserve so much more, but it's similar to, like, Arsenal. And, like, it's just, like, any fan base in particular. But, dude, this is the first game of the season. Like, you know what I mean? And these guys have lost their heads already. And they're coming for the manager and the owners and the players. It's like, dude, we're one game into the season. Like, I know you lost (laughs) to Brighton, but it's like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that only happens at clubs like United where they have, like, all this pressure. Because you can say all you want about Tottenham, right? But it's like, we don't have that pressure. So it's like, when we go on to the pitch, that's why we made that Champions League run. Of course, we didn't win it because it's fucking Spurs. But regardless, it's one of those things where they step out and they don't have that sense of pressure. So yeah. it's like, for United, everybody knew the team was already shit. But then they lose the first game and everybody's going wild. You know what I mean? And it's like, what did you guys expect to happen? Like you're like the transfers you brought in were were not up to par with what you where you want your team to be. Um there are some solid takeaways from that game. Did you watch that game? 
Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. Okay. So I think the first thing to say is people are saying this dude Martinez, I know it's hilarious how small he is. People are saying like how like they're blaming like stuff on him already. Dude, I thought he played phenomenal. He was up against Welbeck at a lot of points as the only defender back when they pushed Harry Maguire up the pitch, basically to just try and like head the ball in. They went like old school, like Mourinho Fellaini <laughs> for United. <laughs> but um, I thought he played well. I thought he was good when it w- when it came to one on one coverage with uh, with certain strikers. Um, but like as a whole, I thought Erickson played phenomenal too. Um, he did a good job holding up the ball. Here, for me, if I were to break this down as to what I think would be wrong, oh, and I'd love to hear your point too, it, it is Fred and McTominay because yeah. it's one of those things where it's like if you look at all the turnovers that they had, it's wild. And although you uh, – um, one of the Robbies on um, on NBC Sports, like during the halftime, he made a good point. He's like – they have all this talent up top, like Jaden Sancho and Marcus Rashford. Um, I mean, uh, Bruno Fernandez, like too, because he's in a more advanced position. Dude, they can't get the ball to him because the yeah. ball goes into Fred and McTominay, and they they lose it. Like I saw something like McTominay had like like it, it was like under fifty percent pass accuracy or something in his last game. Like it was wild. Yeah, so bad. Yeah, like it's definitely that, and I think well, I think like their their front four offered nothing in in defense, mm-hmm. and then their two central defensive defensive midfielders aren't great at defending. Like they're mm-hmm. both like like sort of like built like and like sort of angled more towards defending, but you just feel like they don't provide like anything like no no defensive cover at all. Like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they provide some like some sort of like I think they're both good in transition, like and moving the ball, but like other than that, like you need a lot more from like your starting midfielders for like Manchester United. Mm-hmm. So also here's the last thing I will say too, and then we'll move on because I don't want to be too repetitive. But the reason why this is so scary is because the longer that these owners stay in control of the club, like the worse and worse it's going to get. And the reason why I say that is because when the Glazers basically bought United, they went 600 million either dollars or pounds in debt. So more or less when they were like buying the club, they were they were hoping that the club would start generating revenue. Like, you know what I mean? Like they were basically trying to bring back that revenue um, mm-hmm. because they took a loan to buy the club. And to date, the club is still 600 million in debt. So basically what they're trying to do is do anything that they can to get profit out of the club because they've lost so much money. So it's like, first of all, they're not going to sell the club unless they get a ton of money which no one's going to be in a position to do do that right now. Um, and second, they're going to continue to try and make it so that they're not spending a ton of money um, to yeah. like increase the profit. So it's like, dude, it's just very scary. Like, I, I don't know, like, you know, it, you talked about De Jong, dude. That would be a perfect solution for me. You bring in someone like that, he's going to change things. But 
hey, case in point as to why he didn't come because of that match. Yeah, Brighton looks sick too. That's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. We had to get get moving. Um, 30, 30 minutes in, not even done with this week. Um, yeah, but that's chill. I mean, that's like the the bulk of the episode anyway. It's like, I mean, we got to talk about United for a while, dude. That is just yeah. wild. Man City looked dumb nice, dude. Fuck Holland, dude. Like, I told you, fuck bro. Him, dude. He's so good. He's so he's I think he's going to score 40 goals. I'll put it on record mm-hmm. now. I think dude, I didn't I didn't think he'd be on fucking penalties, dude. He's on pens. Uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, he took the pen because he got fouled and it was his first goal in the Premier League. So no, I don't think dude, that I that's think... necessarily a ruling as to him taking penalties. Well, I feel like he'll he'll be on him until he misses. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but like at the same time, like it's one of those things where, like, the reason he took that penalty was because he was fouled for, like, he was, he he did one of those things where he was fouled and held the ball and immediately walked over. You know what I mean? It wasn't one of those, like, oh, okay, like, I, I would assume that he wasn't, like, hey, you're taking the pens. Yeah. But regardless, that's besides the point. They looked amazing. Holland is so much better than Darwin Nunez. It's, like, ridiculous people think otherwise. Um, West Ham looked uh, pretty fucking shocking, to be honest, dude. They were, <laughs> like, defending the whole time, yeah, bro. Like, they were under siege, dude. <laughs> the hammers got hammered. West Ham get battered everywhere they go. <laughs> everywhere yeah, they go. Hammies. <laughs> no hammies up here. Yeah, right. tough. Let's, let's move on to... Uh... To next, next week. The next game week. Yeah. Yep. Let's go through these Johns pretty quick. Um, Aston Villa, Everton. I'd probably rather kill myself than watch this. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Interesting game. Especially though. at 7 30. Um, there's probably 0% chance I watch this game. It's probably 2 1, I'd say, to one of the teams. Maybe 1 0, but mm-hmm. probably some of the worst um, like soccer or football you'll ever see. Yeah, I don't, like, the only thing is, dude, is I'm so jazzed the Prem is back that there's, like, a good chance that if I'm not doing anything Friday night, I will wake up and watch this, but I agree. Arsenal-Leicester. Arsenal are going to murder Leicester at home. <sighs> uh, yeah, dude, Leicester, like, uh, like their two best players are, like, like linked to leave, and I think they're both like low key want to leave, especially for Fana. Fana's mm-hmm. been following all of the Chelsea players on Instagram and, like, oh, and really? like and like liking tweets and things like that. Yeah, he's being a bastard, <laughs> but I love it. That stuff that makes me laugh, man. Oh, actually, one thing I just want to point out real quick that I saw is the spread for the mo- or the money line right now for Everton is plus 335 and Aston Villa is minus 125 Dude, which like it's Everton. is is Cavalloon still injured? Yeah. It, he's still injured, but like mm. regardless like like they were kind of nice against Chelsea but they were at home. Yeah, like they're like it's one of those things where it's like to, for Everton to be like that heavily unfavored is kind of wild to me. Um so that might be one of those ones where I just throw 12 on it or something. But no, just to get back to what we were initially saying, I, I agree. I feel like Arsenal are going to win. But um, I just don't think Leicester is a team that should be like completely ruled out because 
I did think they played well when it came to the game against Brentford. It was just one of those things where it was like classic Leicester type soccer where it's like they go down a goal, they go down one goal and they're two one up. And it's like you can just sense in the air that they're going to bottle it. Like, you know what I mean? So I could see it being the opposite, right? Where maybe Arsenal go 2-1 up and then all of a sudden they're in the same boat. You know what I mean? So I I think anything could happen, but I agree. I think Arsenal will win. Yeah, I'm I'm heavy on Arsenal. Um, Brighton-Newcastle, I think that'll be like sneaky good game. Brighton like at home, like seaside, seagulls in the sky. The the, the 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 wind from the ocean like coming off like I'm I'm feeling the goals, um, mm-hmm. but Newcastle do look nice. Bruno Guimaraes or I don't know how you pronounce it Guimaraes yeah. or him say Maxim, um, Calum Wilson like Trippier Shar like they got a nice team and I think they're going to strengthen. They're actually one of the teams interested for Hudson Adoy which. I think he's going to go on loan to the Premier League. Whoever gets him, I'm super excited to watch. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I, th- I think that'll be like a, a one-one tie. That'd be my guess. Yeah, that one is uh, that one's going to be very interesting. Um, just because it's one of those things where like both of the teams have been playing pretty well, but. Ah, that's why we love soccer, right, man? It's like one of those things where United just lost to Brighton, but I could totally see Newcastle winning that game. So, yeah, I think it's pretty up in the air for me. I will go with Newcastle because I'm going to ride their money line the entire season. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Man City, Bournemouth. Man City are going to annihilate Bournemouth. Yeah, she-moke. Especially at home, like... I feel like we don't even have to talk about that that's this much. Like, probably two two Holland goals, two De Bruyne assists. I'm putting my money on. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> the money. money line, the money line isn't even appearing for Bournemouth versus Van City because yeah. it's probably they're probably just like you know what, like we're not even going to take the risk of them potentially like somewhat losing it. But like ten plus ten thousand Bournemouth. <laughs> yeah, that'd be crazy. All right, so Southampton um, Leeds. Definitely yeah. not trying to watch this. That is a terrible game. <laughs> like, that I, can't is awful. Of, I can't even think of like one one player. Like maybe Patrick Bamford. Like, but like other than that, like no one in that game. Nah, man's like JWP, bro. James Ward oh, yeah. is a beast. He's a baller. He nice. but... Like a center mid, like is this is the most attractive player in like a game. Like yeah, has, it's like hopefully there's that. a lot of free kicks. Like let's <laughs> just get some free kicks. Like at like twenty four yards out for him to nip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like um, I just think it's something for them where it's like I I don't even know who's gonna win. Southampton looked. Pretty pretty shocking against Tottenham. Like they were so leaky at the back, and then Leeds are just like they're not the same as they used to be. So I don't know. I mean, they had a pretty good win against uh, Wolves. Like in terms of um, just kind of like team morale and like coming back and stuff like that. Like obviously they were one nil down, and then they came back. But I mean, who cares? Like that's just such a boring game. Um, I would say that the over will hit for that. 
Um, what are we on now? Wolves, uh, Fulham. I'm taking Fulham, but don't really think I need to speak on that game much more than that. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't even like. I don't even like want to talk about Wolves for the rest of the season. Like I like. <laughs> I want wolves. I want wolves to get relegated so badly because they just do not deserve to be in the Premier League at all. Yeah, facts. So yeah, hopefully Fulham win, but who knows? Brent Brentford, Man United. What is Brentford? Oh oh my god! What is Brentford bunny line? Bro, that's a tough one to walk into. It's plus two sixty, dude. They even know. So do they like, know? Like, we're barely gonna, we're barely gonna do much here. It's not even plus three hundred, bro. That is disrespectful to Man United. That's like oh. reverse disrespect. It's like, yeah, we we could we could see it happening. <laughs> yeah, wow. That is that's actually so. That's really funny that it's just that much. Like that's wild. It's, it's to like me. it's like Brentford minus one ten. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah seriously um that's tough and then uh then we got the sunday games dude i was so i always like the sunday games in the sense that like um besides last week they're always spaced out which i know like you can't do yeah, with like you. the saturday games but like I just like how it's like 9, 11, 30, 3 o'clock. Like, if you want to, like, you can spend the entire morning right into even the evening, like, fucking doing your laundry, watching the prem, recovering from maybe a potential hangover. It is perfect, dude. Um, But Forrest versus West Ham? Yeah, I need, I desperately need uh, Schlong Antonio to uh, pick me up some points (laughs) and, uh, in my EPL draft is huge to my strategy. So yeah. I really need him to pick up some points. I feel like this is like a great opportunity. West Ham looked terrible last game, so that should be interesting. I'm definitely excited to see like what happens with them. Like, I mean, I feel like that's a game where they should just like cruise past them. But at the same time, you know what? I'll make a little prediction here. I predict that Jay Ling's dude, um, maybe gets a Ooh, little against Gino West Ham. Here. Yeah, against West Ham. He knows the team. Former club. Former club. Yeah, I'm thinking Jay Ling's maybe nets one against them. And then the the game, top two game of the season for the EPP. Tottenham are about to get put in a blender. Antonio Conte is about to be crucified at the bridge. In front of his faithful. <laughs> um, Dude. Harry it, Kane is going to be put in shackles. Young Ben Son is going to be inserted into the pocket of Reese James. What do you have to say about Kulu? What do you have to say about Kulu? I would Kulu? be so... Kulu? Kulu? Who's Kulu like going Kulu up ba- against? Kulu? Kulu Bali. No, Bali. That's who he's going up against, dude. Kulubali's oh gonna clamp the shit out of him. Oh, that like I, I just like it. That's one of those things where it's like, I really deep down wonder if you think that that's true or not, or if like genuinely a huge part of yourself is scared to just see what, what number is Kulubali? Twenty six. No, is it thirty something? No, he's the same number as John Terry. Oh, 26, 26, sorry, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, 
we're going to be seeing number 26 the whole screen, bro, because he's just going to be chasing him, dude. Like, got daddy long legs, Koulibaly, just chasing after Koulibaly. You you know Antonio Conte is going to park the bus, and they're just going to do counterattacking with um, Kane dropping deep and trying to launch it in behind. Park the bus for what, bro? I mean, there needs to be some sort of an attack to park the bus, bro. That attack is non-existent. That no, that's not true at all. After scoring well, four goals, four goals. After scoring four goals, not saying in big game? games. In big games, they part the Who bus. Who said that this is a big game, dude? How are we? What? What should we be scared of heading into this game? You tell me. Bro, you can't. You finished behind us last season. We we won the Champions League two years ago. We've got an insane. So we should defense, be scared that you guys won the got... Champions League two years ago. All right, dude. Like you, you know the Chelsea team is like an insane, quali- highly quality. Yeah, up against Sterling. Spurs, not a chance, dude. All right, dude. We'll see. We'll see. Eric Dyer, yeah, my ass, dude. Eric Dyer has looked revived. Man's hit the. You need a little revive, quick revive. Dave Portnoy, man. Once he started supporting Eric Dyer, has went off and once he did the pizza video, he's went off in preseason. Was killing it, scored a goal last game. Dude, Eric Dyer should be starting over Harry Maguire in the England team, and that's a fact. He had a better season last season. He, he's he's looked so good. Even Antonio Conte said it, bro. He's played world-class defenders. He said himself, Eric Dyer can be a world-class defender. Do I believe that whatsoever? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but he is really good. Like He's been playing very well for us. Here's my thing. This is one of the only times I've ever been. I'm so calm, bro. I'm so calm because I'm so confident in Tottenham right now. Like, I would be so nervous, like, going into a game where we're going to Stanford Bridge. I'm not nervous at all, bro. Like, and of course, like, we both have, like, biases. But if I'm just going off of what I've seen so far, like, we we netted four past Southampton, who I think are a better team than Everton. And you guys scored one goal from a penalty at the very end of the first half. So, like, for me, I'm chill, bro. I I feel very confident heading into this game. But, of course, only time will tell. We'll see. should be very interesting. It's going to be a huge match. Yeah, one of the games of the season, definitely. 100%. Then, running out the weekend, we got – or sorry, the week um, we got Liverpool Crystal Palace on Monday. Wow. I think this this is like a Liverpool revenge game. I think that they put like a lot past Crystal Palace mm. uh, coming off the Fulham game. Yeah, it's at Anfield too. Um, that's a good point. I was honestly gonna go back to what I was saying before, where it was like, oh, like. Crystal Palace, like, you got to be scared of them. And, and and I totally agree with that still, right? Like, I could totally see Palace giving them a tough game. But, um, like, the fact that it's at Anfield in front of their home fans and they're just coming off of, like, a game where they basically dropped two, two points, like, yeah, I, I can see them just destroying them. Yeah. They, they need their stats. Their stats are lacking. Oh, 100%. Um. I think the last thing to round it off here is um, fantasy. I know um, I have, yeah, I know I have um, 
the Prem Podcast League is out now. I um I did something where I like like renewed the league, so I think it just added everybody who was into it last year. Um, okay. yeah. So it's uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, we got twelve people right now, which is great. Um, I'll honestly take that. Uh, but of course, I will post that onto the Instagram story, and I will um get some people to join. Owen. Uh, do the same as well. Just reach out to some people um, because, of course, you can win a free jersey off of it. But um, I had a I had a pretty disappointing start to the fantasy. I think one thing that like like on like quite honestly like hurt me a lot was my Tottenham players. As crazy as it sounds, right? Like yeah. they played they played so well, but I had Kane as my captain. I had Son in the midfield who who he did all right, right? Like he got me an assist, but like Mans is like 13 mil, right? Um, Jesus. Yeah. And then I had Perisic who didn't even start the match. So I, I had Perisic as well. So many people did. So it's one of those things where it wasn't the worst. Um, some big takeaways for me was Trippier. Um, it's nice having him in the team. He's someone who I, I was so fond of. I'm definitely going to keep him. And then Zinchenko, bro. I brought in Zinchenko at like the very last minute, and it was huge. Like he got the clean sheet and assist, the three-point bonus. Um, But I did end up losing my first match. And um, I brought in Castagna, um, which, to be honest, right off the bat, I kind of hate myself for doing that. I wanted to bring (laughs) him in so bad. Because I watched him, and he's only 4.5 mil, and he was so good, dude. Crosses into the box, like, attacking-minded, but, like, he plays Arsenal next, so we'll see. But, yeah, overall, I think I'm going to be playing my wild card pretty early. Um, yeah, like, um, I did, I did pretty nice. Like, mm-hmm. Holland was huge for me. Huge. Oh, man. Yeah, you had him as your captain, captain, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I I also my transition from Sun to De Bruyne. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. And now that like the production of Spurs is a lot more spread out, I don't know what I'm gonna do. But yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see. A hundred percent. And then. Like I, but like I got lucky though. Like a lot of my players didn't perform. Like Jesus, Odegaard, Havertz, none of those guys performed. But like it was huge. Like um, I think did Zaha get a goal? So was oh my god! Oh, no, no, he didn't. No, no, he didn't. He did nothing. Yeah. Um, Reese James seven points. Many seven points. Like those guys were huge for me. Yeah, I was. Um, so I was talking to Steve because I went to Old Main Street. Um on what on sunday after i golfed and um he was just like oh and got so lucky and dude, I'm, <laughs> bro i'm looking at your team dude you got so lucky you had mendy and james who did well besides that your entire team had like two or three points but if then anything, holland came clutch if anything like my i got unlucky because those are all really high quality players that they're all their teams did well Maybe Bar Aston Villa, like, like, um, and like and I get they all got no points. Yeah, Palace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like Palace could have scored one. Like I feel like Zaha could have scored or gotten an assist. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like for me, dude, like after watching that first game for Tottenham too, I love Sun so much. It's going to be difficult for me to do this um, just because I've literally had Sun and Kane in my Premier League team for like probably three years at this point. Like both of them always. It's like if like if they're going down, like I'm going down with them. But um, <laughs> for me, Kane is someone who's always going to get points, like especially like when it comes to fantasy. Like, he, he's going to score, right? Like, whether it's penalties, like, you know, headers, like, tap-ins, like, and then obviously those class goals. But, like, I I feel like getting rid of Sun and bringing in Kulu is something that I totally may do. Yeah, um, I was thinking that, I feel like. Yeah, because he's only, like, 8 mil, and, like, he's someone that, like, is not going to, like, be on the bench. Like, he's so good. Um, But then it's also, like... You know, one of the guys I have right now is is, is Jaden, right? Jaden Sancho. And um, although he didn't play well, I'm good about him. But to like, hey, maybe if I get rid of Son and Sancho, I can bring in, you know, Kulisevsky and Holland, right? Like, so yeah. I don't know. Time will tell, but I'm definitely going to have to play the wild card. I think within like the first five game weeks based off of my team, I think there's a good chance I'll have to do it. Damn, rip. Rip the yeah. wild keysy. But, I mean, hey, you know what? You got to use it either early or late, so. You live and you learn. You live and you learn, bro. <laughs> All right, we're wrapping it up in just under 54 minutes. It's been sort of a long haul here. we got to sort of be more efficient on the future episodes, but um, hopefully you guys enjoyed. Um, it's been a pleasure, Mr. Hegarty. Yeah, no, I mean, it was uh, definitely a good talk. Um, of course, we're going to be consistent with these, but yeah, episode 11, episode 12 next. So we'll see, you know, who's the sad one and uh, who's the smiling one at that one. I prefer not to speak. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Peace out, guys. See you guys.